Welcome to the 21st Century Female. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Benny. And I'm Anna. And together we are Banana. Banana. And we're so excited to have you guys here. So uh, a little bit about this podcast is... um, so Anna and I have been friends for 18 years, and we're going to get into that story. It's pretty awesome. And uh, But we were sitting in our backyard, uh, well, my backyard, which we do quite often with some whiskey, wine, and if, we, <laughs> if we're trying to be healthy, then we just stick to hard seltzers. Yeah, okay. Um, but we're hey, sitting back. 100 calories, yeah, okay? Yeah, exactly. Not too bad. So um, we're sitting there, and we're talking about how proud we are of each other. And uh, we're coming around to this topic of how there's so many female out there, females out there that don't really seem to want to encourage one another. And uh, it always seems like it's a battle. And we, we wanted to change that. We want to be able to encourage women and just, you know, uplift each other. Because, I mean, she and I have her back and we've had oh each other's back God. for years. And... Um, there's this toxic feminism that keeps running around and, you know, just kind of being this, um, different, just a different perspective in a way. Like we have a lot of females, um, or a lot of women out there. They're trying to put down other women as well, because it's not, it's not about just us. It's about everybody else who brought us to where we are, to where we want to be at and um that's another reason why we wanted to get our story out yeah um because it's pretty amazing and and the the whole thing about being a 21st century female is we don't have to be stuck in any sort of um rut yeah well you know (laughs) there's so many people that are like oh if you don't want to have kids shame on you oh if you want to have kids you're stuck you know and no it's stereotypical yeah and and you know like oh you're gonna be a stay-at-home mom you know or you're gonna be trying to be a ceo and the whole point is we get to be whatever we want to be as 21st century females. You can be stay-at-home mom and you can embrace yourself and, and you, can, you can still be strong. Yeah, you can be strong and you can be a hero to your kids. And so it's just this amazing thing that we realize that so many women out there and men too need to realize that the world's changing and being a 21st century female that we've grown up, you know, we realize there's there's no... There's nothing holding us back. So we're going to get into it, okay? So um, a little backstory about myself. Um, I was born and raised in a small town in Michigan. Um, I'm the youngest out of five kids. And my parents, shout out to them, they just celebrated their 51st wedding anniversary. Um, We grew up on this little tiny small farm. We had horses and chickens and we had a garden and everything. And... um, uh, my mom homeschooled us. My dad uh, had a um, his own business contracting. And uh, I mean, growing up, I didn't realize how you know hard it was for them. And it's just I mean, it just amazes me how how amazing they did everything. So um, I ended up going to school, uh, public school in uh, senior. Well, it was uh, 10th grade up until senior high. And um 
when I was in uh, was senior, I remember I was sitting there in the uh, living room and uh, painting the walls with my mom. And uh, I got a phone call from the Army National or, or the um, Army. And I'm because like, you know, I knew I wanted to do something. My parents were going to be able to pay for college and I hadn't applied myself at all to get any grants or anything. So I was like, OK. And uh, the recruiter, you know, called and he was just like, hey, so we're going to be able to give you a. Sorry about the, the, the noises <laughs> in the background. It's, it's just our puppy running around. <laughs> I try to get our attention. Yeah. Continue on. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was just like, wait, so I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get job training and I'm going to be able to serve my country and I'm going to be able to travel. Uh, yeah, sign me up. So uh, I was only 17 at the time. So I actually had to convince my parents to sign me up for the army. And that was a challenge in itself. Um, but they finally, <laughs> oh, boy, <the laughs> oh my gosh, I know. So um, I, uh, my parents finally let me sign up and on my 18th birthday, I left for basic training. Uh, so during basic training, wait, hold on. I'm going to cut you off right here. Yeah. Um, just to mention all of that stuff at the very beginning, um, to fast forward it to now, my best friend over here, Benny, she's an amazing Black Hawk helicopter pilot, <laughs> and she does medevac everything or the me- medical evacuations for the different fires, like responds all through all throughout California, and just absolutely wonderful. Anyways, continue <laughs> on with your basic. Yes, <laughs> and uh, um, so I went to basic training and uh, um, went there for Seaburn, uh, which is chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear uh, specialist. So went through that. So basic training itself was uh, 13 weeks at the time. But for this specific job, it ended up being a 23-week stint with the same basic uh, drill sergeants and the same class that you went through the whole entire time. So basically 23 weeks of basic training, uh, boot camp for everybody else who, yeah, I need uh, another sip of mimosa for this one. I know, right? Oh yeah. By the way, we're <laughs> sitting in my friend's room right now recording this with mimosas. Woohoo. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, after basic training, I ended up getting stationed in Germany, which was amazing. So, uh, I showed up in Germany and when you first get there to in-process a new unit you have like two weeks of in-processing you have to um, where we were at in Hanau Germany there is a bunch of different bases so it's not just one large base it was uh, so you had to travel from one place to another and, and sign in and give all your paperwork and I had to take a driving test in German and it was, uh, <laughs> gosh, I mean 18 years old and having all these responsibilities I was just like oh my gosh what am I doing with myself so after the two weeks, they're just like, okay, you're all signed up and ready to go. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to go pick up uh, this girl at the airport and walk her through everything that you just did. And I'm sitting there like, uh, oh, okay, I'm, I have no clue what I'm doing. Like, I barely just got through this two <laughs> weeks. And I'm like, and I don't remember where I went because I had somebody else walk me through everything. 
So I'm just like, oh crap, okay. So I go to the airport and I'm looking around and I see this girl with a big old bag and she's looking lost and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that must be her. Yay, because she looks just like I looked when I landed. <laughs> so I go up to her and I'm like, are you Anastasia? And she's and like, yeah. like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, sorry to tell you, but I just got here two weeks ago and I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. But uh, I think I can remember most of the stuff that we had to do and I have a checklist so let's uh let's just work on that so um she's like okay (laughs) (laughs) well um so to get to get to the Germany part um my my little background is I was born in Russia the Soviet Soviet Russia and we moved to Ukraine after the communism fell apart so because like my family was in Ukraine and we just really didn't want to deal with a lot of stuff but I was young and there's a lot of crazy memories, a lot of crazy stories that I can tell you at the later time. And um, then my mom, um, she gets a job in America. And she was like, hey, so um, I got this job, you know, nursing at this nursing home with like uh, Russian speaking people in America. And I'm able to get a visa. Do you want to come with me? And being like 16 years old at the time, I was like, Hells yeah, I want to come with you. Right? Like, I, I, it's it's America. Like, in my head, like, I built this whole wonderful thing. I was like, oh my God, there's so many different opportunities that I can do. And then it's like, and it's something different. And I don't even speak any English, but <laughs> I'll figure out when I get there, right? Um, and then I find, like, so we finally moved. So it's me, my sister, my mom, and a cat. <laughs> Bonia. So Bonia has, um, he's got a really sad story. He got stolen from us after we got to America. But um, anyways, and so we got, and it was really difficult time, like difficult way to actually travel to America and able to obtain a visa. We were actually slept for like two days outside of um, embassy in Warsaw and barely any money (laughs) so but we managed um because my mom my sister and i we have like this extreme crazy bond um that we just kind of took care of each other and whatever we did no matter what situation we got we were just all together and your mom is tough as nails oh my god (laughs) i I love my mom um she's she's absolutely wonderful wonderful person and so we finally flew flew to America, you know, we got to New York City, and then we drove in this crazy, like, hot van. It's like one of our friends um, pick her up, or pick us up, and the van had no air conditioner, and looked like one of those, you know, the white Ram, Dodge Ram van or something, like, that looked like you, you'll pick up some... <laughs> A creeper. Creeper. Like, it, it literally had a couch in the back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it, it's, it, it was an interesting experience. So we drove from New York to all the way to Ohio. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, we're moving to America. And I ended up in Ohio. <laughs> I, I love you. Uh, Ohioans, I love you out there. <laughs> but it's it, it was um, very... Very different in a way because I was thinking, it's like, oh, I'm gonna move to like California yeah. and be like a movie star. Sure. That's, yeah, that's, that's all image. Americans are. Yeah, that's, that's the image that I uh, created when I was a teenager. So, anyways, 
Um, so we were in Ohio, you know, I went to high school there and everything, um, barely spoken English, and I only knew how to say hi, <laughs> bye, fuck you, and I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all the important things, right? <laughs> I think that's the first language you learn, in, or, you know, the first words you learn in any language is like the curse words. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so I graduated and I got this job at the bank. And uh, one day, um, so we got robbed, and so this guy literally had a jacket. Um, he came, well, he had a jacket and put his finger, well, or gun, whatever he wants to <laughs> name it. Right. <laughs> so he put it into, like, his jacket, and he came to my window, and he slipped me a note and saying, like, oh, you getting robbed, give me all your cash. And I just kind of looked at him, and I looked at... Um, the the thing or oh, the gun yeah. that he was pointing in his at pocket, me yeah. in his pocket through his jacket yeah. and I was like that's no gun but you can have cash anyways yeah <laughs> I was like I'm not risking my life yeah exactly so after um after the police interview and everything like after the robbery because everybody's like why are you so calm I was like well you don't even know where I came from <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um so I evaluated my life um. Pardon about this text message. So I evaluated my life and um, I basically, I said like, what am I doing? Like, am I really want to depend on my parents the whole time? I was like, my mom is here by herself with two kids. Well, and your mom moved to a different country with two young girls, you know, and she's done everything for you, you know, yeah. and you're just like, uh, yeah, my mom deserves me to take care of her <laughs> exactly um so and it's like what am i really doing like am i do i want a guns pointing at me the whole time i was like no but i'll just join the military i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> contradicting in a way I know, right um so anyways i went to recruiter um because i i wanted to find my own path and i felt that at that time that was my way I take it out um, yeah. to find my own path to break away from mom and in the end being able to take care of her oh and uh, by the way um, 18 years later she has her master's degree and you can read it yeah, yeah I know yeah. right I know I'm like I'm like I don't remember what your master's degree is so I actually have to read it it's in non-proliferation and terrorism studies I mean I'm just like who does that you know I'm like that's, that's amazing um but now she is an emergency management specialist for a department in NASA you know I'm just like gosh like coming from Russia, not speaking English and learning all this stuff and now you're just such a freaking badass it, it, no, it's, it's amazing hello. Goodbye. And, and fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm busy. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's where she is right now. So, um, gosh, yeah. So you ended up joining the military. Yeah. So I um, I went to see a recruiter and um, basically the guy's like, well, you know, if you sign up as a Kim Biorad nuclear specialist, um, you can leave in two weeks. And I was like, hells yeah, sign me up. That sounds cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, it's a, definitely a mouthful. Yeah. And um, so I so I joined the military and like I went I went to get a haircut. Oh, by the way, um, I last time I got a haircut when I was like 13 
and I was growing out my hair since 13 and I'm 18 at the time. So I had this beautiful like golden locks. Oh yeah. Um, all the way down like past my butt. Oh, and... she's typical Russian, blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, wait, no, Ukrainian. Oh yeah, Ukrainian. Get mm-hmm. it right. Yeah, born in Russia, but Ukrainian. So, um, <laughs> and then so I had this beautiful locks, and in my culture, like a really long hair, like very valued, because it's the braids and everything. It's just like it's. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And um, then I got home and mom's like, oh, how's your day? I was like, well, you know, I went, I went to, um, I went to rules and up for the army. I'm leaving in two weeks. I went to um, the salon, you know, salon and, and went to the mall and she's like, you got a haircut. <laughs> Where are your hair? Oh, by the way, all my hair is virgin hair, so I, I donated it. Oh, yay. Yeah. She was like, I'm losing my baby. I'm, I, you can't go away, oh, and this and that. But mom. she was very, very supportive at the oh, end. Wow. So I went to, um, went to Missouri um, for the basic and same as me yeah and then I said can buy a rat specialist well the funny thing the funny story about her haircut is like when you she and I both had these like odd little things that we thought we had to do she thought she had to cut her hair to be able to join the military like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I have to cut my hair where I'm like sitting over here and I'm just like oh my gosh I have to get a green toothbrush and I have to get green razors and a green washcloth because I'm like I don't want anything pink or pretty because I'm gonna get picked on and you know I mean like all these weird things and then I get there to basic training and everybody's got their loofahs and their pink and purple and I was like I'm a weirdo (laughs) I had no idea what I was getting into and neither did she yeah and um after so i after um basic training there's like a lot of uh cute little stories and sad little stories that yeah. we'll get into in a later time um basically it's it's building a character yeah. and i hated basic training but then i also loved how rewarding it was yeah it how, was it was so hard but being able to come out on the other end and realize how strong you really are is just phenomenal. And what you can overcome. Oh, yeah. Just by being pushed and pushed and pushed. And your mindset, it's not like brainwashing, but your mindset just changes to, I am strong. Yeah. I, I can do this. I can overcome this cold. And oh my God, I'll tell you later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you later about our... Um, our little incident where it was like rained and got everything got frozen the next day yeah yeah so um anyways and after basic training i got orders to go to germany i was like yay i'm 19 years old <laughs> i get to go to europe yeah i'm european you know, <laughs> you're this, like this yeah. <laughs> and um so i flew to germany with one huge bag of my life. Actually, the, the bag that I brought to Germany was way bigger bag that I brought to America. With me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you had all your gear with you, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then I flew to Germany. The first thing, um, I went to the bathroom. Like, as soon as we get on our airplane, you go to the bathroom. And the toilets flush, like, the opposite way. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm home. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, America's weird. <laughs> So I was like, I'm, I'm home. I'm finally in Germany. So, and after that, I was like, holy crap. I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I don't know who to report to. I had no instructions. I was like, so I got out with a huge military bag. And I'm like, 
sitting there looking lost. lost. <laughs> and then so this wonderful young girl comes up to me and she's like, are you Anna? <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> And she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And well, well guess we have to figure yeah, it out ourselves. together. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, oh gosh. And then Germany. Oh man. So, um, we actually ended up having a fantastic time in Germany. When we first both got there to our unit, our unit um, was currently deployed to Iraq. And they were coming, they were supposed to come back in a month. And so we we're just like, oh, okay, let's, um, wait, we're going to, the mimosa pouring. oh yeah, fill up the mimosa. <laughs> and then, um, so we weren't going to go join them on deployment. So they're like, oh, they're coming back in a month. So you're just going to stay here. Well, then they ended up getting, uh, extended for another two or three months. So we just ended up sitting back there in Germany with a small detachment and, uh, all we ended up doing is helping out other units with uh, tasks that they had to do and uh, beautification. You know, they're like, hey, you have this task to get all the grass out of here. And I was like, OK, I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. And and we did. We, you know, we found a way. We used our own uh, nail files and we 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 did it. But but it was um, it, it was we made it fun because. We were making dad jokes, and we were, <laughs> and plus I barely spoke any English at the time too. And we just we were there together. We yeah. were doing, call it like grunt work. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, and uh, funny story about Anna's accent. So oh this God. one time, so uh, when we first joined, it was not this. Yeah. Um, we had we were in BDUs, and so we had the black boots and the the old BDU style uniform and uh, the boots we have to shine them all the time and uh, I remember asking her I was like hey I'm gonna go to dinner do you want to come with me it was like a Sunday night and every Monday morning we have like inspection you have to make sure your uniform's perfect and everything's super shiny and um, I'm sitting there and you know I'm like hey do you want to go to dinner with she's like no I gotta shine my butts and I was like <laughs> and I'm no I gotta shine my butts yeah okay, my butts. And, <laughs> yeah and I was like and I'm sitting there and you know being 18 and maybe thinking like you know I'm like what how do you shine your butt and like should i be shining my butt you know like no, i had no get, idea you get black black butt polish yeah. and she's you, like you own a cotton and then you shine a butt and i was like and i was like your boots you have to shine your boots i'm like oh my gosh okay okay I was but i'm having a really hard time I over like saying b-o-o -O. yeah like, no, I can say, say boots. Yeah, boots, boots, <laughs> boots. But so like I, but it was so funny because like I remember thinking like, uh, should I be shining my butt? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, oh so crazy. So we're we're in Germany. Uh, like our day to day job is just you know busy work. We're cleaning around the area, helping out. Um, Anna ended up getting a job with uh, Yellow Ribbon. Yeah, so Yellow Ribbon Room, um, it's basically back back in the day, like early 2000s, um, we didn't have, you know, social media, video chats, or any way to contact the loved ones back that are deployed to Iraq. Yep. And, and so, no cell phones. Yeah, so I got this. Actually, the gig was pretty nice, even though I did work night shifts, but the importance of it you can't you can't go to sleep because if that phone rings you have to answer it like so i ended up watching a lot of movies <laughs> i had a lot of movies yeah and but 
the yellow ribbon room is absolutely wonderful space for the soldiers and the family members because they're able to come in we're able to do the video recordings uh, for like happy birthday yeah. or here's 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 your child yeah your new <laughs> child that you weren't be able to see yeah. get and born then, and and then the guys um and gals uh, back like they're deployed they're able to record it as well and then they can watch it on big screen and they had like birthday parties there they had barbecues they had all the wives and husbands like come together um and just enjoying and relating to everything yeah. but so the but the during the night oh my god it was so creepy because it was um it was in the old german barracks oh yeah there was a lot of haunting stuff yeah, over there and it was just really creepy and i really had to have the movie on because there are a lot of different noises yeah, you're like on. i don't want to hear him. i, was like, I, I don't want to hear, hear him. Him. <laughs> I, all i want to hear is that little ring on the phone yeah exactly it happens yeah but uh yeah so gosh we had so much fun in germany um so we on our weekends off we one weekend we ended up going to oktoberfest and oh my god not that story oh yes we're going there <laughs> wait wait can we talk about your red car? Oh my gosh. So then I head into Oktoberfest. Yeah. So um, we're like, okay, let's go to Oktoberfest. It was like a three hour drive. And we jumped into my little Mazda MX3 two seater stick shift. And oh my gosh, the best thing is, is it had like this big old subwoofer in the back and it had a six cd changer i love it <laughs> it was so awesome like it was the coolest thing ever i thought i was like i have made it and i'm an actually... adult and i have like a six you know six disc cd changer in the back so you have to open up the trunk and put the cds in the back and then um up front you can sift through and be like i want to listen to cd one and then and we two. actually listen to all six cds driving from Frankfurt oh yeah to munich probably a few times and <laughs> We're like, we don't have to actually change the CD. I know. We're like so mind blown. Yeah, and I think we only had six CDs, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. Because that's all we could afford. I know. So we ended up uh, getting to Oktoberfest, and gosh, it was it was so much fun. Because you hear about you know Oktoberfest, yeah, amazing, and I mean like instead of you know huge roller coasters and stuff they had some roller coasters there but it was just these huge beer tents and, and it was the phenomenal food the oh my food gosh was oh we're such a foodies yeah so oh yeah so uh we ended up going into the um one of the bar tent uh and um i think it was like polner's beer Pol- yeah yeah or something like that I, or yeah but it was i think it was it was some yeah not saying Polly's girl because that that's not all. No, <laughs> no, right? We yeah. So uh, basically, you know, you have the girls half half a brow. I don't remember. Okay. We have the mugs though because we kind of yeah. we kind of stole them. But uh, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Um, but we you would go in there and the the ladies would come out with like six beers in each hand and they're these the like three beer um, size mugs and. Um, so she would come out and you'd have to like go and throw money at her and, and grab uh, a beer because we were sitting and waiting at a table and she never came to our table. So I was like, OK. And they're like, no, you got to go get it. So I like, you know, we're all small and stuff. So I run underneath, you know, people and I go and I pop up right underneath her and I throw the money at her and I grab two beers and I run. I was like, yeah, we made it. So, you know, then we started drinking and got even more crazy. Um, but, uh, so we're sitting there and we're like, oh, we want to take these, you know, beer mugs and, 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 you know, keep them. And so, uh, 
like Anna goes out on the other side because there was just like these little fences to keep you in and you weren't supposed to take your beer mugs out. But then we saw a few people and they had their beer mugs and we're like, well, Wait, how did they do that? They were, they were passing underneath yeah. the fence. <laughs> underneath, yeah. So we were watching them. We're like, Wait. Uh huh. can do, do that. that too so I sent Anna out I was like you go outside and I'll pass them underneath so we did that and we ended up um, just walking around with our big old beers and I mean we had so much fun but we were also broke and uh, so we couldn't afford a hotel so we we stayed in the car so yeah. we had like a couple blankets that yeah. we brought with us and um, we actually like the car was because we well after after it took us maybe a couple hours to find the car because we forgot where we parked it (laughs) i remember the street name but then i realized that um it was like there's a bunch of street names that sounded just like that and i was like oh crap (laughs) um so and then we we finally found a car and um because we both of us are five two yeah and we fed perfect in those seats and we're like, oh, yeah, let's sleep it off. Yep. And so the, the next day we woke up and just like, um, we're just perfectly fine. And because it's young, young. Well, it was also and... like probably like one o'clock in the afternoon the next day too when we finally <laughs> woke up. And uh, so then we ended up driving back. And I mean, gosh, that was such an amazing story yeah. or, you know, well, fun the time. Was, like appreciation of the German culture yeah. and like the whole Oktoberfest. It was just, it, we're, we're very young. Well, hence the drinking age is yeah. 18. Well, the, no, the drinking age is 16 over there. By the way, we, we got... used to got carded. And I was like, <laughs> but I'm 18 and you think I'm 15? Yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm so disappointed. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then we're. We uh, had our travels throughout Germany, like went to different places. There, and... Like the, the cool thing about Germany is every weekend there was a festival somewhere. And so, you know, like we would just find a festival in the area and we would end up going to it and we'd take the train and we would just travel and try and see as many sites as we could. And then um, the, the army has this program for single soldiers to be able to go to different places. And so uh, they had this Spain trip and it was like, a long a bus, bus ride yeah, yeah it was we, like a double decker bus yeah and uh so we get you know it was like 200 dollars for a four-day weekend in spain that covered the bus the hotel and i mean i was insane i was just like oh yay it was expensive for like, us for yeah because that was like half my paycheck for a whole month <laughs> and uh so we ended up going to um the bus and we got in the second story of the bus and all the way at the front so it was just like this big window and uh we decided to pre-game and uh drink jack and cokes and so we're like oh we'll just swig some jack and then swig some coke and because we didn't bring any cups or anything and we had uh and then anna got a brilliant <laughs> idea oh gosh so, anna so no we had, we had the camel bag um the 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 one with the you know the, the bladder yeah. and stuff so and we just kind of like poured our drinks into the camel bag and sit back enjoy the view and just like yeah the, the ride <laughs> the ride was so long we got drunk and then we had a hangover and then we got drunk again that's how long it was just to get to spain yeah. on the bus ride but surprisingly um surprisingly like once we got to spain we're kind of like okay we don't really want to drink that much yeah we, we just wanted to enjoy 
the life. We wanted to enjoy the stories yeah. and everything. Well, I mean, they had these amazing, like, fruity, fun drinks that are, like, three feet tall, maybe two feet tall. You know, these huge, yummy, you know, beach drinks. And you oh, just yeah. go, you, like, they had them at, like, a, you know, um, like, kind of like a food truck, but it was like a drink mm-hmm. truck. And uh, they had that. And uh, So we were in Costa Brava. We oh, ended yeah. up in Costa Brava. And um, we are like, okay, so now, now what are we going to do? And we saw this parasailing. Parasailing. We're like, oh my god, I want to do this. What is so expensive? Yeah, I I can't afford it. Yeah, I think it was like ninety dollars for two of us to go, and I think we ended up convincing them to get both of us to go for thirty-five euros. Yeah, so yeah, that was great. (laughs) Um, And then we went to Barcelona. Wait, for Spaniards out there, it's Barcelona. Mm-hmm. right is right yeah okay so we went to barcelona and we ended up going to a bullfight because we have we had a couple tickets they were free um go to the bullfight and we were just so sad it's after after seeing um i appreciate the culture i appreciate what they were trying to do and yep. everything but for me seeing an animal get brutalized like that it was just well i mean it it was an experience and you know we're just like oh yeah let's see a bullfight but it was very anticlimactic um it it seemed like it was rigged you know and so we're just kind of like oh okay and then there was like 12 or 15 bullfights that were supposed to happen that day and so so, decided to leave yeah so we saw the first one and we're like oh and then the second one started to happen and it was like the same exact thing you know happening again and i was like okay this this is boring so we ended up leaving and we just walked around uh, barcelona and just i mean saw the beautiful city i love that place it's so gorgeous i know um we went to um night's night's dinner no what what um the oh yeah it's um, um the med- medieval me- yeah medieval, medieval dinner. dinner yeah oh my goodness so okay so we were at medieval dinner so it's like this uh arena in the center and it has um a bunch of uh it's like a stadium so then there's uh like seats all around and then they have this sh- um scene and everything like that and there was a guy who you talking about the guy on a white horse yes oh my god so ladies Strap it in. I mean, um, I yeah, put these seatbelts on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this guy, imagine this beautiful like shirt, but it's all unbuttoned, and he just like golden locks and just like humping. Well, I mean, humping, <laughs> riding his horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. So he's like riding his horse, and he just looking for his princess in the crowd. Yeah. And then he, like, comes off of his horse, and he just, like, walks into the crowd, and then looking at everybody, and all the, like, mesmerized eyes, like, oh, pick me, pick me. Pick me. <laughs> and then he just locked his eyes with me. And I'm just like, oh, my God, Anna, he's staring at you. I was like, no, <laughs> no. He's looking at me? Yeah. What? <laughs> so, and he reached his hand out and said something in Spanish, and I was like, he's like come with me princess well obviously in spanish accent not the russian one um and then i was like okay so i got um i i he put me down um, I mean, uh, into the arena. So yes, yes, thank walked you. Her down I to got, the arena. I got a little bit um, into my head. Right I know. There. She's like, oh my god, he was so dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he got me into arena, and these 
crazy like crazy guys just ran out and grabbed me yeah the bad guys go and come and rip her away from him and he's like oh and they're fighting and then they go and take her into a freaking pen oh my god no, like, it was, or a it was cage like a, it was like a jail yeah it was like a cage yeah, like i a ended up being locked yeah. in a cage in the middle of barcelona yeah <laughs> So, and then he comes and rescues me, and we take pictures. He gives me a kiss on the cheek, and... Oh, and so there, romantic. There it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, after um, after our crazy trip to Spain, um, obviously we had a lot of other travels and everything. But, All over Germany, But yeah. a lot of the fun and a lot of bad stories yeah. um, that we'll get to in, in later kind of had to come to an end. Yeah. Because that's what um, that that's where our duty is. Yeah. We have to follow orders, and we have to go somewhere else. So the unit that was uh, deployed um, in Iraq, they came back, and shortly after, um, our unit ended up getting disbanded. So it was basically just going to be gone. So um, the last few months, we ended up because we were there for a year and a half total, just under two years or so, and um, we so we had to like get rid of all our equipment and dish it out to other units that were still in Germany. And, um, then uh, at the end of that, we all ended up getting different, you know, stations. So I ended up going to Fort Riley, Kansas. And I went to Texas for hood, Texas. Yeah. And I, um, did not get along with a lot of people in Texas. Yeah. And there was, um, in, in the military sense, so it was the unit. It's not like, oh, Texans, but yeah. it was, uh, you know, she had a lot of struggles in Texas alone, and we'll definitely be getting diving into those. And that's where I started school yeah. because of those troubles. It, yeah. it just kind of pushed me, um, pushed me to strive my way forward. It yeah. pushed me to like, hey, it's not about fun and peaches. You yeah. have to get your shit together. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and then after Texas... Um, I got orders to go to Hawaii, which was amazing. I'm not complaining. Yeah, right? Like, oh, darn, I have to but, go to Hawaii. But the way I got to Hawaii, it's a crazy, crazy story. I don't know. Should I Should I tell it right now? Or? Uh, no, we'll tell it later. Okay. Yeah. Um, after Hawaii, I went to Washington State. Um, I... Well, okay, so my I went to Washington State, and I got deployment orders to go to Iraq. Um, and so my mom, at the time I didn't have Facebook, I had MySpace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like all the little cute little emojis and, and the little uh, and things that would come muse. on the back, oh my God. on the background. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's terrible. Oh yeah, terrible. <laughs> um, so my mom, she's like, hey, you need to get Facebook because I'm on Facebook. And, um, I was like, what's Facebook? Like, yeah. I don't want to get Facebook. Anyway, so she's like, I, I need to keep an eye on you. So you just post a couple pictures here and there. So I did. I got Facebook. I, I went to um, Iraq and I posted this picture in, in, like of me in front of Saddam's palace. And then so my story, I ended up getting stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas. And um, I met a boy and he's like, oh, let's get out of the military because we were um, just coming up on our three years, uh, um, you know, commitment and he's like oh move back to california with me and i was like oh my gosh california of course yeah so no longer with that guy we can always get into that story <laughs> but uh so i moved to california with him and uh i decided to join the national guard 
uh, in California. So it's still army, but it's like the one week in a month, two weeks out of the year commitment that you have with the national guard. And so went to the national guard and, uh, moved to California, got some jobs. Um, I was a live-in house parent for autistic adults in Malibu, which was amazing, amazing experience. Um, and then, uh, my unit, uh, because the national guard still deploys as well. So the unit that I was with, they were deploying and, just like Anna's mom, my mom's like, hey, you need to get Facebook while you go deploy because I want to keep tabs on you. And I was like, uh, okay, whatever this Facebook thing is. So I'm like, okay. And um, I go on and of course, Facebook's like, hey, you might know this person. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I see a picture of Anna and I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you because this is uh, like four years. Yeah, it was 2009. Yeah. So it was about four years later and we hadn't you know, talked to each other just because we didn't really have cell phones at the time and email was the only thing that we had, you know, to keep in touch. So Facebook, we're just like, oh my gosh. And I see a picture of her in front of Saddam's palace. And I was like, oh my gosh, when are you in Iraq? I'm here now. She's like, I'm here now. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> so, Where are you at? So um, she basically said, okay, let's meet up. I have this barbecue that I have to go to. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So I have this time off and I have this barbecue to go to as well, but it's a bit different. Yeah. So I had to be going to the barbecue at six to help set up and everything. And she's like, oh, well, I'm supposed to go to my barbecue at eight. And I was like, well, perfect. How, you know, if you can get off early, come with me to my barbecue and then we'll go to your barbecue. So we ended up going and it was uh, set up by some of the local vendors there. And uh, we ended up realizing that it was the same barbecue. So it, does, it, it didn't even matter if we got Facebook yeah, or not. We would have right? ended up seeing each other at this barbecue <laughs> and I was four like, oh years my later. God. And so the guy that was actually um, Alex, he was actually that running the whole venue. Yeah. And he looked at us and he was like, well, because we like we met outside and we're like, oh, my gosh, hugging and like laughing and talking. And uh, we walk in together and he puts out his finger and like points back and forth to us. And he's, and like, he's like, that makes sense. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I've known both of you for, you know, a while now. And he's like, oh, yeah, the fact that you two know each other totally makes sense. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait. What were you saying? Like, it's like, um, you guys are sisters. Yeah, you guys are two peas in a pod. Exactly yeah. the same. <laughs> like, so. cut from the same cloth from a different yeah. ends. <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, yeah, so um, we ended up uh, just hanging out in Germany and... Um, you know, like as much as we could, or not Germany, Iraq. Iraq. Get back into it. I know. It. What story am I telling it's, again? It's too, too many mimosas. <laughs> I know, right? Mm, just cut back on the mimosas. <laughs> um, so uh, in Iraq, you know, obviously we're a lot more busy, but uh, we ended up only being like a quarter mile away from each other um, where our sleeping quarters were. So we tried to meet up as much as possible and um, being on Facebook and everything and, and reconnecting and just realizing that we still love each other and we're, yeah. you know, we're still good friends. So, so I, um, the, the Iraq experience, uh, I probably will be able to get into it at a later time, but yeah. it, it's, it, I, it brings the tear to my eye. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Anyways, yeah, yeah, exactly. let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, like after Iraq, I went back to Washington and um, I got my bachelor's degree in forensic psychology in Washington. Yeah. And um, hence doing all of those deployments yeah. and everything else. Then I got to, I um, got orders to North Carolina 
and I went to Afghanistan yep. um, from North Carolina. And after Afghanistan, I really wanted to get my master's degree. So I wasn't able to get my master's degree while I was on active duty because it was a very specialized degree that I wanted to get. And um, out of like 4,000 applicants, only like 40 of us got selected. That's and amazing. I got in. I was like, hells yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, my doggie's like freaking out over here. <laughs> um, so, and then I, I finally was able to move from North Carolina to California to get my master's. And um, it, so it was a crazy times and I moved to California and I was like, wait a minute, Benny is in California too. Yeah. So, uh, well, so after Iraq, um, I came back to California and I ended up getting a full-time job, um, working with the National Guard, which is such an amazing ability to be able to do because, um, California has a, a lot of really great missions. We have, uh, like the fire mission, we go and help support, um, putting out the fires, supporting local businesses to keep them safe from looters and everything when uh, places get closed down and evacuated from fires. So um, I was currently with the military police and um, we also, they had the Homeland Response Force, which is basically kind of, it uh, preps everybody in events of the fires or if there's a natural, na- uh, disaster hazmat disaster disaster, or if there's like an earthquake and so we do these huge scale events to get national guardsmen firefighter police and all this other stuff um, all these other agencies and entities working together so that we can uh you know like do these missions and and help out people as soon as we, uh, as soon as an incident happens. And it's, it's such an amazing program because a lot of times with the, you know, the police don't know what the military has to offer. And so we get to work side by side and do all these things. So I ended up getting a job as a planner with the military police to plan these events. And hence all of this stuff that she just explained that, um, she's also a Black Hawk helicopter pilot oh, on the yeah. side with oh, the National Guard, hence the full-time duty that she was getting with plans. Yeah, so um, I forgot that step. So while <laughs> before I got the plans uh, planning job, um, I put in my packet to go to flight school with the Army, and uh, I got accepted. And so they're like, hey, can you leave in three months? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So flight school was a year and a half long in Alabama, and it was the hardest year and a half of my life, but the most rewarding because I'm just like, they paid for me and trained me to fly helicopters. I mean, just like, I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Me <laughs> flying helicopters? And um, five to, Wait, did you... Did you have bugs under your butt? No, but I, I had to get a cushion so that I could <laughs> I could see better. So I use a cushion every time I fly so that I can be up a little bit more. And um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, I do have a cushion. Um, but I'm still able to do the job, okay? <laughs> and I'm pretty cool at it. Um, but uh, so on my um, part-time job with the military, I get to fly. And then my full-time job with the military, I was a planning officer. So uh, I, you know, moved back to California from flight school, got this planning job, and Anna's like, hey, you're in California, right? I'm over here in Monterey getting my master's degree, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, hey, you need to come visit, and we were having a um, Halloween party coming up. Yeah, so the first year of my grad school, because um, I started in August, 
and I decided like finally I was dating this this guy that we'll get into it later <laughs> yeah or um, not we can just ignore the fact that he ever existed too well they yeah the two yeah <laughs> um, so anyways and I drove um drove from Monterey all the way to you know Fairfield and um and then I've been like meeting a lot of great people and I was like oh my god meeting a lot of great people oh so real quick by the way my first name is actually laurel but because of my last name and basic training um they ended up uh saying like hey you're you're gonna either go by hauser or benny and so i picked benny so that's why anna calls me benny all the time (laughs) so i came um to the halloween party and i was like oh my god benny she's like ah i haven't been called benny in years since germany (laughs) yeah since germany yeah um so and it ended up on the same halloween party it was the National Guard recruiter because I joined the, I joined the California National Guard because I didn't want to leave the army completely when I wanted to go to grad school because I, I love the army, um, the all of the stuff that brought to me. Yep. And so I joined the National Guard in, in Leo with grad school and the recruiter for the National Guard was at that party. Yeah, it was and- my roommate's boyfriend at the time, which was just like, <laughs> she's like, why is my recruiter here? And I'm like, what? I'm like, what a small world. Like, this is insane. Yeah, so, and then after um, after the Halloween party, I got to meet, like, a lot of people. I met Jackie. Jackie. Oh, I met Jackie. My sweet angel. Um. Yeah, well, Jackie's going to have to be a separate episode. Yep. We love Jackie, and... Uh, please tune in for the Jackie episode yep, eventually. Definitely. So um, after, oh my God, I'm like getting into tears. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so listen to the Jackie episode. Yep. Um, so, anyways, after um, after the Halloween party, after did the whole thing with grad school, um, graduated. I yeah. Gradu- graduated, and I was like, oh my God, what the hell am I gonna do now? I was looking and looking and applying. So they always like hype it up. It's like, oh, you get all this beautiful job after graduating, this and that. Except you need experience. And uh, uh, how do you get experience? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So anyways, so I was able to get a job full-time, full-time army, but working for National Guard. And um, because they needed the Seaburn, um, Seaburn analyst experience at the higher level, yep. um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll do like planning job and everything, and I called Benny because it was very close to the to her house, and I was like, hey, so I got this job, um, and I start like I start tomorrow, but can I come crash with you like once in a while? Because I live like three hours away and I just cannot commute. Yeah, so like I was six like, hours hell a day. yeah, you get to live with me during the week. Yeah, <laughs> and then she also was like, wait, what job did you get? Yeah, I was like, oh, what job did you get? That's so cool. She's like, oh, I'm I'm at this uh, job in Fairfield, and I was like, with the National Guard. I was like, uh, that's where I work. What do you what what job did you get? It's like well it's I think it's like planning job. Um, I might be uh, doing some emergency response planning for like different different like fire departments and national guard and this and, and I was that. so I like I was enlisted before and now I'm a, a chief warrant officer and uh, so. Uh, I was like, and we were looking for a new NCO to be able to fill this non-commissioned spot. Non-commissioned officer. Non, yeah, yeah. non-commissioned officer. And I was like, 
are you my new NCO? And she's like, what? And I'm like, your desk is right next to mine and we're going to be working on all the, yeah. So we like, without any of us, without us trying at all, she ended up getting hired and getting um, stuck with me. <laughs> I love to be stuck. I know. I want to be stuck by you. <laughs> Nobody else but you. So um, we had... good thing that I don't have a singing career. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so we ended up working on these amazing projects. And uh, we did this... Um, really huge exercise i'll let you talk about it because you you finished it i started it with you and then uh um and we we did i mean it was it's a year-long planning process but uh i ended up getting a full-time job with um aviation unit and so they're like hey can you come over here and work with us full-time so i was like okay so i ended up leaving that job as planning after um anna got there we were working on it for a year so then Anna was able to finish the um, the exercise. Yeah, so the, the exercise was actually uh, absolutely wonderful. Well, it ended up being wonderful, but yeah. it was a lot of hiccups and everything. But how, how it comes with any kind of event planning. Um, so we brought all of these emergency responders together, all of this, like, um, different agencies. Please fire. Yeah, and then I, I, wrote, I wrote a scenario for it. Um, and we created this wonderful, wonderful exercise in Sacramento um, for just collaboration. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, this is your team and your team only. No, it's it's we're picking picking and choosing um, all the people and just kind of barging them together. So we'd have like, you know, some police with some army personnel going in and clearing rooms and um some fire people rescuing people with side by side with some of the army guys and you know and we train right next to each other so that we can figure out how to you know how how the civilian agencies run these scenarios and and how they operate so that the army can do better yeah well it's well one of the uh, aspects of that exercise was um because during a huge disaster, huge response, you're not going to be there with your team no. all the time. So how do you pick people and then take them out of the comfort zone yeah. and throw them with somebody else? And it's kind of like, hey, work it out. Yeah. Anyways, so um, that's enough about yeah. the actual <laughs> exercise. I'm getting a li- little bit nerded. Yeah, out no, right. Here. Stop nerding. Um, and one of the really cool aspects about this exercise is... Um, I got hoisted up, well, got like strapped strapped to the cord, and this Black Hawk helicopter was like flying on, over top of me. She's on I top was, of the Arco Arena in, uh, Sacramento. in Sacramento, so on top of the building. Yeah, and um, so I got like strapped in and got hoisted up into the Black Hawk helicopter by medical personnel uh, because it was training. And guess who's flying that freaking helicopter? That'd be me. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it was amazing because like uh, part of the scenario was there was injured people and then the people had to get transported to like the Kaiser um, hospital. And so our unit, my helicopter uh, aviation unit, we are medevac. And so we do all those triages and transport people from... um, the scene to the hospital. So we were doing shuttles of people and working with the hospital as well. And they were triaging the people. And so it was awesome. So they're like, Hey, you know, like we need somebody to go hoist some people off the, um, the top of the building. And I was like, okay, you know, like, uh, my team will go do it. And I go and they hoist people up and I turn around and I'm like, Hey, that's Anna. (laughs) That was so awesome. Yeah. 
So I'm pouring another mimosa because I want um, more too. Of course you get in one. Yay. Of course you <laughs> Um So the thing is, wait, that's your line. That's no, my line. I'm sorry. Okay, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. <laughs> yeah. So the moral of this whole story, um, it's not about extreme happiness. It's not about like extreme downfall. Yeah. The moral is we had each other. Yeah. Like we, no matter what crazy stories that we get into we had each other yeah but it's not just each other we had other people like other people that are really helping us in a way into our journey and really just enjoying well i don't want to say enjoying well so i mean so what she's trying to say so we yes, had thank you yeah we had As a poor <laughs> so we had obviously a lot of trials taught us very very valuable lessons so being able to try and focus on the good things that you can learn from every experience and be better at what you do and and create yourself to be a better person is what it's all about and we want to be able to encourage people to just be be themselves you know or you can be true to yourself love yourself be the change be the 21st century female. Hell yeah. Cheers, ladies. Cheers.